Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the most trusted voices in Portland radio for more than a decade. Chad Doing. All right, Blazer fans. There's a new show that you've got to check out. And it's awesome. It's called Let's Get Technical with former Trailblazers Rasheed Wallace and Bonzi Wells. You can follow them on Twitter at Bonzi Sheet Tech. Also on Instagram at Bonzi Sheet Tech. And, of course, their YouTube channel, the same. Let's Get Technical. Great show. And joining us right now, former Trailblazer, it's Bonzi Wells here on the Rip City Drive. Bonzi, what's up, man? Thanks for coming on. Oh, man, thanks for having me. I appreciate the plug, too, bro. Appreciate that. So no, what's you it got like it, for you man. right now, coming coming back and uh, and having Trailblazers fans who've been waiting to hear you and, and waiting to listen to what you have to say and and having a chance to be part of Riff City again? Uh, it's a real cool vibe, man. It's real cool. Um, just kind of being able to get back <clears throat> into the public eye a little bit with this uh, with this podcast has been good for me and uh, Rashid. It's actually been very therapeutic. <laughs> No, it's great, man. We love it so much. And, uh, you know, what, what, what's life been like for you? You know, we're hearing from all the different guys, but with the with the stay-at-home order, with the quarantine, what's life been like for you lately, Bonzi? Uh, it's the same thing for me. Um, you know, just, just really staying home, trying to stay busy. And it's actually this podcast is a blessing in disguise because we had a chance to do a lot of film, a lot of content. Um, just kind of getting to know myself again. Um, you know, uh, you know, you get so busy all the time. You get to moving around and you kind of – you know, forget about yourself sometimes. So I've been got a, a lot of chances just to sit back and get stuff organized, kind of map out what I want to do in my future moving forward, especially with this podcast. Um, so it's been a fun ride, actually, um, in, under the circumstances. So how, how did this come about? How did it uh, come about that you and Sheed were going to do this, the, guy that, the guys that you're working with? How did that all happen? Well, you know, you know, you know, if you know Rashid, Rashid's totally against the media. <laughs> you know, he's been totally against the media. and um, I, I haven't noticed. I wasn't a me- yeah, and I wasn't a media darling myself, but um, I have some friends, um, sp- specifically one of my friends, Stephen Jackson. You know, he was on me a couple years ago about, hey, man, we need to, you know, good guys ain't got to be only people that's on TV. You know, people that's perceived as bad guys can get on TV and tell their opinion, too. And I was just like, nah, nah, you know, that's, there's no way, no way for guys like us. And I watched him over the last two years. Actually, like I told him, I said, man, I'm tired of seeing you on TV. He was on TV so much and he was doing his thing and I was, I was so proud of him, so he was uh he was on me about it. So I pulled up on him in New York about, you know, let's say six months ago or, or whatever, and just kind of just wanted to watch what they were doing. And he was like, Bob, this is what we do. So I came home immediately, and I called Rashid, and I was like, we have to do this. And I had been on him for about a year uh, prior to this, and he was like, nah, Bob, I'm cool, nah, nah, nah. If you know Rashid, he's just really like, that's his word, nah, nah. So um, I don't know what it was this particular day, but I called him and I was just, you know, I mean, he must have heard it in my voice that I was serious about this is something we need to do for our life. And he just, it surprised me. He was like, man, let's do it. Set it up. I'm going to follow your lead. And it's actually funny. I set it up and he's been leading the way. So, you know, Rashid is actually the goat in this. He's doing a great job. You know, he's the leader in this, uh, in this whole thing. And I'm just trying to just follow him. He's been my vet from day one, my OG. And I appreciate him going on this journey with me. 
Well, that's awesome. We go to the phones right now, and we welcome in former Trailblazer great Rashid Wallace, who's working with Bonzi Wells on their show, which is awesome. Let's get technical. Rashid, welcome to the Rip City Drive, man. It's great to have you on. Hey, what's good? What's good, y'all? How y'all doing? I hope everybody is safe and, and healthy out there. Oh, we are in sheet. I wanted to say that, uh, you know, I heard about your auntie up in Philly. I just want to say that um, I'm praying for you and your family, and I'm sorry to hear about your loss. And I think it was a good reminder that you put out there saying, hey, this virus is real, and it's having an impact on your family. So I was sorry to hear about that news with your auntie. Oh, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's real, man. You know, you have a couple of uh, naysayers out here from all the way up to the big house, all the way down to the houses on your block who believe that this is just some type of hoax. You know, it's a farce, but it's yeah. not, man. It's it's real, man. It's, it's, it's serious. It's deadly. And, you know, I know a couple of friends. I have a couple of friends, I should say, that um, that are going through it right now, actually. And, again, you know, my aunt passed away. So this this is real, man. It's, it's, it's nothing fake about this. We're talking with former Blazers Rasheed Wallace and Bonzi Wells here on the Rip City Drive. Now, Sheed, Bonzi was talking about how the show, which is awesome, by the way, came together with Let's Get Technical. And I, I, I want to say this to both of you because as a guy that does radio and I, I enjoy podcasts and different shows, you know, Sheed, for, for a guy that wasn't a big fan of the media, the way you and Bonzi connect on the program, it's so raw and so real. And it's just two guys, two friends who are connecting and talking sports and life. And, man, it works. So I encourage you to keep doing it because what you guys are doing is awesome. Oh, yeah, oh, man. Appreciate it. You know, Bonzi, Bonzi was the one who who pretty much had to brainstorm about it. Uh, he came to me, I say, I say maybe about a year, year or two ago. And he just kept being persistent with it. It was like, man, you know, we should get out there and do this, do that, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And then next thing I know, I, I told him, I would say probably the first four times, I was like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm all right. No. <laughs> but then, you know, he he just kept being persistent. And then finally I was like, all right, come on, let's do it. Why not? What the hell? You know, with, with, with both of you guys, you were both beloved and you were both criticized. Just just being honest. You, you guys know what it was like being here mm -hmm. in Portland. And now that time has passed, and a lot of time yeah. has passed, actually, you know, people revere you here. So to, to be out in the public, what's the response been like to this? Um, I, I, I mean, it's been nothing but great. I mean, I, I, I've got my confidence to actually come back to Portland because, you know, I said it on our podcast that I didn't know if I was welcome back in Portland on how, you know, they portrayed us on how we left and the reception that I received when I came back. And people don't understand how, 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 how that hurts us because, you know, no matter what we did when we were kids accidentally, we wasn't trying to make mistakes on purpose. And to be judged and, and people forgot about how hard, that we worked for the city, how hard we played for the city, how we was trying to get them wins. I mean, it seemed like people forgot about that, and that, and, and that really hurt me. And this has been therapeutic, like I said earlier, for me, because this is healing my old wounds. I'm facing demons that I was going to try to just keep in the back burner and just be like, I'm just going to leave that Portland stuff in my past, and it's not supposed to be like that. I'm always going to be a part of Portland's history, and this has been therapeutic for me, and I'm waiting for a reunion. I can't wait till we all can come back and – and, and, and be embraced by the fans and embrace the fans also. And, I, I, I mean, this is great for me, and I, I'm loving this what, the, um, the um, direction that me and Rashid is going with this. And um, Portland is, is, is part of my heart and is always going to be. You know, something I wanted to ask, and I want I would love to hear from both of you on this, but yesterday 
when I announced that you guys were going to come on the show, I wanted people to reach out and let me know something that they wanted to ask you or something they wanted to know. And you guys have talked about this. Um, what are the chances that we'll get some type of, you know, docu-series like The Last Dance on that era when you were here in town with the jailblazers and that stuff? Do you think you guys can get a show like that? What, do you, what would it take to get something like that done? Because it would give you guys the opportunity to share your side of the story and get it out there. Yeah, it, it's going to come. Um, but, of course, you know, we have to make sure that we go through all the right uh, procedures first and, you know, get um, get permission from the NBA and the Blazers team itself before, you know, we can go out there and document on how we feel. You know, there's been many books and there's been, um, you know, many specials about us being the quote-unquote jailblazers and, how we did this and we did that. We were bad for the city, thug this, thug that. But truth be told, you know, it was what? I don't think it was anything serious. Yeah, we had we had some run-ins with marijuana. That was about as, as serious as it could get. And, you know, it was no no guys uh, beating on their kids or wives or, you know, running through the mall acting psycho or, you know, all popping pills and, you know, walling out downtown at the Lotus Club and all that stuff. No, we just laid back. Um, we had our couple of spots that we like to hang out in. And, you know, it's 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 a 50-50 thing. You know, with a lot of the people in Portland, they I guess they wanted us to be that Trailblazers team that made it to the championship just a few years before, to be honest. Um, you know, they wanted us to be the clean-cut guys, but it was just a different era of basketball, and we just wanted to go out there and show what we could do. And even if half of the fans loved this, half of the fans hated this, but bottom line, which neither can deny, we went out there to play ball. And if it wasn't for them damn Lakers, we probably would have <laughs> had a championship for And throw the, the referees in there too, daggone it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how how much of those those books and things that you're talking about ha, have you read or ha, have you had a chance to look through? And how do you feel about how those have portrayed you guys? Uh, I look at I look at a few little docu series or whatever, a couple specials, and you know maybe read a chapter or two in a book that's supposed to be about us, but with no quotes from us. So I'm it's hard for me to understand that, but. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it just, I just sit back and laugh. I just sit back and laugh. Everybody want to try to tell our story without us. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's funny, shit. I was thinking the same thing. I mean, what's that one? What's that one guy's name? That, that kid? What's his name? Kerry Eggers or something like that? Was that his name? That wrote that? Yes, Kerry Eggers. That line. Yeah, yeah. I skimmed over that and I was like, man, how does this clown write this book about us without us? And I was just totally just some third person, him just trying to put pieces together and speculating. And how does even books like that sell? But and but that's even more motivation for us to even, you know, do the documentary and do the docuseries and stuff like that. But, you know, it's steps to this stuff, like Rashid said. And our first step was to start this podcast and get the rhetoric going, you know, getting the buzz going. And then once we get that going, we can go to the next step. So we're just taking our time with it. Um, we're going to try to kind of do it like the Bulls did it. You know, they took their time with their story and they're telling their story now. So we got to just make sure, like Rashi said, we get all the all the permission slips signed and everybody a go ahead, so we won't get uh, in any trouble with you know releasing some footage or saying the wrong thing. We're talking with uh, Bonzi Wells, Rashid Walls. Can you imagine go. the way 
if if we would have had this this social media outlet the way that you know a lot of guys in the NBA and other sports have now, where they could talk directly to their fans without going through uh, ESPN or your local sports channel or whatever. Oh man! Oh goodness gracious! This this whole thing would be a whole lot different. Totally different. Now we had that social media platform. Now we, you know, it, it just that's one of the main reasons why I'm doing it with Bonzi. So we can get our voice out there from our side. Yeah. You know, we're tired of hearing everybody else and, and what the hell they got to say. Yeah. Yeah, hey, she, real, she, you know, Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. No, go ahead, Bonzi. Finish your thought there. You guys are onto something there. No. Nah. I actually forgot what I was about to say. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but Sheed, you uh, um, you know, you and Bonzi have both gotten back into coaching and working with kids, and uh, and, and it seems like something you truly enjoy. So I, I just was curious for you, Sheed, what led you back to that path to get back to the game and to work with kids and do some coaching? Two things. Have you? Um, number one was I got tired seeing about eighty five percent of the NBA uh, play shitty. And second, because I like kids. I, I, I love yeah. dealing with kids and being around kids. You know, that, it was my first four-year coaching um, high school ball, but not my first time. But it's just these guys on, on my team, man, they're, they're like my kids. You know, they're 15, 16, 17 years old, and that's when my kids were teenagers. So I just sit back and laugh at them and and have good times and just try to reiterate to them, like, look, yes, uh, I did play in the NBA. I won a championship. Yeah, I got technical fouls, blah, blah, blah. But it's not about me. I had my time. I had my days. It's not about me. Now it's about y'all. And now I'm going to try to help y'all get on that right path to do and be where you want to be. And I get a kick out of it. Truth be told. Man. That, yeah. And it, it's crazy you said that, she, You know, I, I'm going to answer the question, too. For me, you know, we, we was always in the game because we have kids. So we have kids that we may coach their summer team, may coach, you know, and AAU programs we probably both had. And I just, mm-hmm. finished, my, uh, thir- I just finished my third year um, high school coaching. And I – I do it on a volunteer basis. That's where it started for me. And then the volunteer rhythm became me being there 100% of the time. You know, and the coach gave me an opportunity to kind of, you know, kind of spread my wings and learn how to coach, you know, on, on, on the fly. He taught me how to talk in front of the kids. He taught me how to relate to the kids. And, you know, I appreciate Damon Stoudemire. You know, Damon, he, I called him so much during this process, and he was just helping me through it and just trying to just teach me to – the only way, because, you know, my first year I was putting this whole Bonzi, oh, I'm an NBA player, listen to me on them. And they was just like, they was really just kind of like wasn't responding. And I called Damon frustrated one day, and I just remember he was like, Bonds, man, they, you got to let these kids know you care about them, man. You can't just be throwing your stuff on them because they wasn't born when you was doing your thing. Let them know you care, and you'll get a different response. Year two, gave them my whole let them know I care and showed them, showed them I'm sorry, showed them that I cared. And I got a different response from the kids. And they become, like Rashid said, they become like your kids. And you love them. You want them to do well in life. You know, it's bigger than basketball. I know I've called a couple of my coaches and told them, thank you for not giving up on me because you could have gave up on me when, you know, I'm young, wild, maybe a bad mm-hmm. attitude at times. And it's easy to give up on the kid. But them coaches didn't give up on me. And I thank you. And I see it. And I've done that to a few kids myself. And I get it. I totally get it now. 
how much gratification do you guys get from from seeing the players that you you coach grow as as players and as young men? Ooh, I mean, I, I I know I smile. You know, I know I see a couple of my kids. You know, now like I said, this is my third year, and there's a couple of kids now that's entering their sophomore year in college. I mean, finishing their sophomore year in college, or however we want to call what they're doing right now. But um, they were just thankful that I was some of the things I said to them. And it's almost like stuff your parents would say to you that you won't even understand what they're saying to you until you're going through it. They, you know, I, I received some of that where these kids like, you know, coach, you you said this was going to happen to me. You said this was hard. You said this and that, and I appreciate you getting my mind right so I wouldn't be unprepared for what was coming for me. So I appreciated when the kids would say stuff like that to me. And I had an opportunity to coach my son his senior year, and he's on his second. He's on his second year in college, and he, you know, every day he'd be like, Dad, this, Dad, that. About thank you, man. I really appreciate you just getting my mind right. So that's what it's all about. Hey, Sheet, I've talked with uh, Brian Grant several times, and he told me, because you brought up the series with the Lakers, both of you mentioned it, he said that after you guys won that game six and you're, you're leaving Motor Center and heading down to L.A., he was convinced that you guys were going to win that series. And I'm curious for, for you guys, like, um, is, it, is that one of those games that still stings, or do you just forget about all the losses, or does that one stay with you a little bit longer? Um, I, I would say it's, it's kind of sort of a 50-50 thing. The only time I really think about it is when people bring it back up. But other than that, no, I'm, I'm around too much basketball to sit up here 20 some odd years later and harp on it. Yeah. No, that makes yeah. sense. What about for you, Bonzi? Oh, I'm different than Rashid. I'm still tight. <laughs> I'm still tight. Oh. I'm mad every day. No, but you know, because Rashid got the experience being a world champion. You know what I'm saying? I didn't. You know, you know, I, I didn't get to experience that. And, you know, we were we were 13 missed shots in a row, one quarter away from us oh, having a God, chance to at God. least compete compete for one. So that stings for me. And, you know, I, you know I, I know I keep saying this, but we said it on our podcast that, you know, we were one we were one quarter away from the Lakers being us and us being the Lakers. With us winning, you know, maybe having a chance to win multiple championships. And, and the Lakers being us, what they would have probably broke that team up because it was, they were allegedly quote unquote underachieving. So I think about that a lot. What could have, should have been because I didn't get a chance to win a championship or go through that whole experience. So what do you think happens if you guys do hold on to that fourth quarter lead? Oh, for sure, we would have ran through Indiana like like a freight train. Oh man, we would, <laughs> we yeah. And we would have won multiple championships. We were a team because we, we would have just tweaked our team a little bit. You got to think, we had Jermaine O'Neal that was about to become a monster that next year. So we, he, he replaces mm-hmm. Simonis at the center spot. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm coming off the bench. We got Smitty. We got Pip. We got Dane. We got Sheev. Man, we got, man, we got, we got B. Grant. And we got, we, we got some pieces that, and now, you know, they probably would have tweaked a couple pieces minorly, but not the, not the glue, not the core. And we'll have been going for multiple yeah. championships for sure. And you know, Sabonis would have retired. We would have won that. Sabonis would have retired, of course. Yeah. Or that's the best way to retire, go out on the top, especially with him. If we would have won an NBA championship with the career that he had overseas, you know, especially in his younger years, and being arguably at one time the top center in the world. So, you know, he would have retired. And like Bonzi said, a couple of tweaks here and there, you know, I don't think they would have changed the nucleus up too much. 
But I think what it was with management, they wanted to win right there and now. They had that they had that taste in their mouth for when uh, Drexler and Terry Porter and those guys made the championship. Yeah. So they had that taste in their mouth, like, okay, we got to win now. We want to win now, right here, right now, right now. But kept changing too many pieces for us, and you know, the rest is history. The rest is history. Well, final final question for you guys, and we're, we're thoroughly enjoying this interview. You guys are fantastic together. But the last dance, uh, we've all been watching it. I know you guys have been watching it. It's been, you know, great to go back and to focus in on those great teams with the Bulls. But for you guys who competed against some of those players you play with, Scotty, like as you're watching that, what what has been uncovered? Is there anything that you've learned that you maybe you didn't know that took place at that time? What's jumped out at you guys as you've watched the last dance? Well, I know for me, um, and it, it was more about you can always – I got the people got a chance to see the disconnect between management and players. And even on the highest level, like I understood the disconnect of our Blazers organization and some of the other teams that I played on, but we wasn't winning championships. We wasn't multiple – I just couldn't believe the total disconnect between the management and the players, and they were winning. So that was really, really baffling to me, and that was really enlightening. Like, wow, no matter what, how well you're doing, it, you know what I'm saying, it still can be a disconnect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of sort of feel the same way. I knew about a majority of the basketball stuff. We knew Scotty was underpaid. We knew he wanted to get yeah. a big contract. We knew Mike was the man. And I'm talking, when I say we, I mean a majority of guys around the league. Um, yeah. We knew what it was like from the basketball side and just hearing a little different rumors. But I think the biggest thing for me watching the first few episodes was the management with Jerry Krause. I didn't know that they were going through so much like that with Jerry Krause. I didn't know he used to be a baseball guy. and You know, you can't, you can't GM basketball the same way you do baseball. And that's what that's – what, I guess the surprising thing about that whole uh, docu series with with me is just the way that Krause was, you know, his arrogance. Yeah. yeah. You know, Bon. You know, Bonzi. I've heard from everyone that played with Sheed has has always talked about him as a teammate, revered. And I'm curious for you, like you mentioned, how he's your OG and he kind of brought you up and raised you through the league and stuff. But what? what I mean, how can you talk about Sheed as a teammate? Because everyone that played with him loved him to death. I mean. I don't know what I could say to you know. It probably hasn't been said about him. I mean, you don't. I mean, you don't get a lot of great like you get some good teammates, and everybody is thankful to be in this league. But when you get a cool teammate that's passionate, you know, about basketball, then they also passionate about you as a person and in life. You know, that's rare. And she was like that with me. And like I said, I was his young boy, and you know, they took me under his wing, and not just him. You know, his, his wife and kids at the time. You know. They, they embraced my family at the time, and we, we, we was connected that way. And just over the years, we just always stayed tight no matter what was going on. And, you know, he always held me down when I was going through stuff. I could call him. You know what I'm saying? We got so close. And if you know Rashid, he's a very private person. And, you know, when we got so close and he could talk, you know, bump stuff off me, that's when I knew this was my brother. You know, and we just stayed connected, and I always wanted to stay solid. And I've always been down from him from day one to the day I die. And I know he felt the same way about me. And, 
And like you said, we we work well together. You can kind of always tell the way we talk in our in, on our podcast or even on this interview. You can tell that you know what I'm saying our connection is close and deep. No, it's terrific. All right, Blazer fans, you got to check it out. They're on Twitter at Bonzi Sheet Tech. You can follow it on Instagram, Bonzi Sheet Tech, and of course their YouTube channel. And the show is phenomenal. I went back. I've seen the episodes. Just talking about the game, talking about life and sharing those memories together as teammates and great friends and family. It's awesome. Let's get technical. The new show is out. Bonzi Wells, Rashid Wallace here on the Rip City Drive. Guys, we thank you for the time, but most importantly, man, well, you guys are doing some really great work right now, and I just encourage you to keep it up, man. It is, it's awesome, and it's time that you guys got your side out, and I'm so glad you guys are connected together and doing this show because it kicks ass. I appreciate it, definitely. Thanks for your support, yeah. no doubt. Appreciate you guys. Yeah. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. You got us. it, man. Hey, we got our, our, hey, our next episode drops tomorrow, 12 Eastern Time, 9 Pacific, and our special guest is Michael Rappaport. He's in there talking crazy and being funny as hell, <laughs> so check us out. No, I'll say noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, my brother. Okay, noon Eastern, 9 Pacific tomorrow, Michael Rappaport, Bonzi Wells, and Rashid Wallace. Hey, gentlemen, thank you so much. Uh, you're always welcome on the show to promote, and uh, I'm telling you, man, we can't wait till you guys get back to town. You, you, you. Rip City still loves you, and they're ready to embrace you, man. Thank you so much for your time, fellas. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the What's Chad Doing podcast on the iHeartRadio app. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.